Bless the Lord. You may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. This morning I was speaking to you on the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. If you have your Bibles, I would that you turn with me to the book of Philippians, the third chapter. Philippians 3. Praise God. And I will read. Philippians 3, beginning at the seventh verse. There's only three verses that I want to share with you this morning. Philippians 3, 7 through 9. Praise God. I will be reading from the King James Version. If you have it, say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Verse 7. But what things were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Verse 9, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law but which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Praise the Lord. We bless God for the reading of his word. I would like to read those same three verses again, but I want to read them this time in the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation states, says I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could win, so that I can gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Praise the Lord. When Paul wrote and he spoke of these things, these things, he says, but I count these things. When he spoke of these things, he was referring to his credentials, to his credits, to his accomplishments, his successes. After showing that he could beat the, all the other Jews, the Jewish, the, the Pharisees, which he was a part of, he's, after showing that he could beat them at their own game of gaining all these self-appraisal and self-approval and all the things that they acquired, he said that after he had proven that he could beat them at their own game, being proud of who they were and what they had, Paul showed that it was the wrong game. 
if we go back to verses 4, if we move back up to verse 4, it says, though I could have confidence in my own efforts, if anyone could, indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Jew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest of obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. As for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. This is what Paul was saying. This is what he was boasting about until he realized he was nothing without Jesus Christ. Hmm. He says, from this, what could we learn? We can learn that we need to be careful of considering our past achievements. So important. Not that we shouldn't obtain things, not should we have, not that we shouldn't have goals, not that we should have should not have ambitions, not that we should not acquire credentials, not that should we should not acquire successes. But this is what we need to be careful of. We need to be so careful about our when we consider our past achievements, hmm? that they don't get in the way of our relationship with God. We must never, ever let anything get in the way of our relationship with God. After Paul considered everything he had accomplished, everything that he had accomplished in his life, he's a, he decided to write it off as dumb to write it off as worthless, to write it off as garbage when compared with the greatness of knowing Jesus Christ, when he compared it with the greatness of knowing Almighty God. We should value our relationship with Christ as more important than anything else. Look what he said in verse 8. He said, yea, doubtless, and I count all these things but loss, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. New Living Translation, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus. The endless value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded, I have abandoned, I have walked away from everything else, counting it all as garbage, as dung, that I might gain Christ that I might gain Christ. So we asked this morning. He said to know Christ should be our ultimate goal. So this morning, we must ask ourselves, how do we know him better? How do we know Jesus better? About four points here. One, Study the life of Christ in the Gospels. This is how we get to know him. The Gospels speak of who Jesus was. The whole book of the Bible, every book, you can find Jesus. From Genesis to Revelation, they speak of Jesus. 
especially the gossip, the gospels, when they had the eyewitness account of who Jesus was. So study the life of Christ in the gospels. See how Christ lived and responded to others. Praise the Lord. Two, study all the New Testament references to Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.15 to Colossians 2.15, that's a good place to start. Excuse me. For the main purpose of the book of Colossians was to combat the errors, the errors, the mistakes that were in the church to show the believers that everything they needed was in Christ Jesus. Everything needed. That's a lesson for us today. Everything that's needed. We find it in the Lord Jesus Christ. Three, as you worship and pray, let the Holy Spirit remind you of what Jesus said. Let the Holy Spirit remind us of what Jesus said. St. John 14 and 29, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you all things that I said unto you. He'll bring everything back to our remembrance, that which we have studied and that which we have hidden in our hearts. Bless God. Four, so take up Christ's mission to preach the gospel and learn from his suffering. Take up Christ's mission to teach the gospel and take up his suffering. The Great Commission, Matthew 28. 19 through 20. That very verse 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Bless the Lord. Philippians 3 and 10. We go down in that same chapter. Paul was saying that I may know him and in the power of and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. Praise the Lord. That I may know him, not that I may know of him, but that I may know him that I may know him. As little children, we've learned and we can recite and we can say the 23rd Psalm. But today, how many of us know him as the shepherd? Hmm. Jesus said, "For search the scriptures, for in them you think you have life but they are they that testify of me. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. All that we need, just as Paul spoke to the Ephesians, he spoke to the Colossian church, the word still speaks to us today. Everything we need as in Jesus, the righteousness of God, and we take on his righteousness. Praise the Lord. To do these things, however, to take on the righteousness of God, we may need to make changes 
we may need to change our way of thinking. We may need to change our lifestyle. So there must be a willingness for change. There must be a willingness for obedience. Praise God. Are you willing to change your values in order to follow Christ? Are you willing to change in order to know him? Will you fix or rearrange your crowded schedules to know him? Many of us are busy. But are we willing to make the changes that we could know him? Hmm. Are we willing to set aside a few minutes to pray? A few minutes to study? A few minutes to spend time with God? Paul said that I may know him. That I lay aside everything else. I pray for the grace of God. I pray for the grace of God, for the strength of God, for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that we will lay aside, put aside, set, us, set time to know the Lord God, our Savior. In Jesus' name. It says, whatever... Whatever the change, whatever is needed that we need to change in our lives, if we look inward, if whatever that change needs to be that will draw us closer to God, whatever it is, whatever it is, whether it's jobs, whether it's our family life, whether it's friendships, whatever it is that would take, cause us to take the responsibility of taking on the righteousness of God. Do you know how holy and righteous God is? And he's given it to us as a free gift. There's nothing that we could possibly ever do to gain the righteousness of God. Paul already showed us that. He, was, he said he was the strictest in keeping the laws. But the laws were done away with. If the laws could save, then Jesus would not have come. Amen? Amen. He wouldn't have come. So in our lives, because God himself, he's given us his righteousness, meaning that he's covered every one of our sins. Not only did he cover it, but he cleansed us from it. And the beauty of it is it's our past, our present, and our future. The righteousness of God. Time was only created for us. So when we look in the light of God's righteousness, of his mercy, of his grace, we could look at our lives and say, how much, how much do I need to change? Because when we put on the right, we put on that right, the breastplate of righteousness, we represent Jesus. We represent him not just in this church, but everywhere we go. Lord, alter my life, change my life, that when I wear that breastplate of righteousness, that I represent you, that I truly represent you. I pray that that would be your prayer. The Bible says, what shall it gain for a man to, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world 
but yet lose his own soul. The righteousness of God. When we seek after everything else, but not seeking God. The Bible clearly says that when we seek God first, that all these other things shall be added unto us. Father, help us to seek you first. Help us to seek you first in Jesus' name. You've given us your righteousness. Help us to live as living epistles. I can't say it enough. With only Jesus, does somebody ever see? What are we showing? What are we displaying? The righteousness of God. Praise the Lord. Nothing could, could be, nothing at all ever could be compared to the sacrifices that Jesus made for us. And then what he's given us. Nothing. There's no money that could buy salvation. There's no amount of money that could buy the righteousness of God. And he gave it to us as a free gift. Why? Because he so loved us. God so, said so loved the, that he says he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So if you're sitting here today, it's a free gift. Salvation is free to you. It's just a simple confession that Lord God, I accept you as my personal savior. It's a free gift. And when God gave his son, the son did something else. He gave his life. He laid down his life for you and I. Why? So that we could live again. So he gave us a twofold blessing, a double blessing, a double portion, amen? He gave us this life abundantly. He wants us to live in abundance. He wants us to have, but let nothing come before our relationship with God. This is a word for us as a church. It is a word for us as a church. And all our inquiring and all our gaining and all our obtaining and all our pursuits and all our goals, let nothing come before our God. Nothing. And then he did something else, Jesus. He gave us eternal life. So he gave us abundant life that we could have those things and those, especially those things that we desire. But then he gave us eternal life so that we can live forever in peace with him. We've already learned this morning about eternal death, to be separated from God. But eternal life is to live and sing praises unto God forever and ever. I'd rather have eternal life. How about you? Bless the Lord my soul. Hmm. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 tells us that Paul says, and be found in him. This is his desire. I want to be found in him. Not having my own righteousness, which is of the law. Not man's standards of righteousness. Not what man says holiness is. I want to know what God's righteousness is. I want to be found in God's righteousness. Hmm? And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but which is through the faith of Christ, 
the righteousness of God, which is by faith, obtainable by faith. Hmm. No amount of law, no amount of law keeping, no self-improvement. Hmm. No self, not that it's not good that we should improve ourselves, we should build ourselves. Hmm? But we must remember that it is the righteousness of God that makes us righteous. It's the whole, his holiness, he extended it us, to us. And with that being said, how much more should we strive to please him? To walk in obedience before him? To find pleasure in him? This morning we heard that uh, we were planned for God's pleasure. Praise God. Planned for God's pleasure. So he can take pleasure in us. What pleases God? Those that are obedient to him. Those that are obedient to him. Praise the Lord. When someone gives you a gift, our immediate response should be what? Thank you. How can we thank God for what he has given us? That he's given us his righteousness. That he's given Jesus when we were sinners. Look at what this verse says. It says, in 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, it says, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be an offering for our sin, hmm? so that we could be made right with God through Christ Jesus. Right with God, in right standing. Because when he looked at us before we accepted Jesus, then we were sinners. But because of Jesus that covers us through his righteous blood, then God looks at us and he accepts us as his own because of what Jesus has done. So when we've been given that free gift, the way that we thank God, the way that we honor him is by thanking him with our lives, thanking him with our daily commitments to him, thanking him with being of service to him, thanking him that by not having our own will, but that his will be done. Amen. Praise the Lord. Whatever it takes to know Christ is far worth the sacrifice. Please stand for stand to your feet. Would you please stand with me? righteousness of God. Let us talk to God. Father, you've given us your righteousness. Every eye closed. Every head bow, every eye closed. Father, you've given us your righteousness. You declared us righteous because of your great love for us. Father, help us to love you back. Help us to love you back in our daily living. Help us to take off everything that's not pleasing to you. Help us, Father, to be imitators of you, Jesus. Help us to be imitators of you, Lord Jesus, in every endeavor and every way in our lives. Help us to lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets us. 
Father, as we dress ourselves spiritually, Father, help us to put on the breastplate of righteousness that we may shine forth for you in Jesus' name. Father, help us to take off everything that doesn't resemble you. Help us to lay aside. Help us to denounce. Help us to count it as dumb. Everything that doesn't represent you as our Savior, that doesn't exemplify you as our Lord. Father, we pray in Jesus' name this day. Cleanse us, O oh God. Cleanse us, Father. Wash us clean that we may be used of you in Jesus' name. Help us, O oh Lord God, that we may service you, that we may be in service unto you, Father. Not our will, Father, but your will be done. Help us, O oh God. Give us the grace. Give us the grace to say yes to your will. Give us the grace, Father, to say yes to your will. Not our will, Father, but your will be done in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, O oh Lord God. We thank you, O oh Lord God, for the blood of Jesus. Thank you that your cleansing blood, O oh God, has cleansed us. Thank you, O oh Lord God, that the blood of Jesus, O oh God, because you shed your blood, we have been saved today. Thank you, O oh Lord. We bless your holy name. Thank you that because, Father, that you came, that you died, and because of your resurrection, because you yet live, we, we live today. And thank you, O oh Lord God, that you didn't stop there, that you sent your Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit. You sent your Holy Spirit to empower us to live the Christian life, the Christ-like life. Father, we pray for your grace this morning. Father, you called us to be righteous. Help us to be righteous unto you in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord God, as we leave this place, oh, Lord, we pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that this very word, oh, God, we would revisit. Holy Spirit minister, oh, God. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that this word, oh, Lord God, will come alive in our lives. Father, that it will bring forth a change in us, a change that will bring pleasure and honor unto you in Jesus' name. A change, oh Lord God, that will propel us, oh God, into commitment and to service unto you. A change, oh Lord God, for holiness and righteousness, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, for your word says that you are coming back for a church without spot or without wrinkle. Oh Lord God, in Jesus' name, I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that this church, this earthly tabernacle, Father, would be one that you would come back for. That you would come back looking for, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, oh Lord. We bless your holy name. We honor you, O oh Lord, for your word. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. Amen. God bless you.